Yep. Yep. That's me. You being notorious over there? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty notorious. I was thinking a you like a stage name for you could be Laura Wisconsin. Cause like your last name's sort of like hard to spell or like, you know, people are like, what? What is that? What with cons? Just go by Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. I don't know why. Yeah. And I think you should just start going by Syria. Oh, just the country Syria. Yeah. Just one name, like Cher. Yep. But Syria. Yep. This is Embrace Yourself with Wisconsin and... Syria. Hello. Good <laughs> 19. I think it's Laura, Wisconsin. It's, it's, it's like if you're a solo musician or something, that'd be cute. You are maybe the third person in my life to try to convince me to don some sort of stage name. Oh, really? Yes. I'm not even trying to convince you. I'm doing a shitty job if I'm trying to convince you. But Look, I'm not judging how well you're doing, which is poorly, but <laughs> you are not the first. One, one of them was a girl I was in a band with, a girl. She's a woman, I guess, whatever. Oh, she's all grown up now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were in a teen band together. Like yeah, I remember. Child cover band. No. Yeah. Um, she wanted me to go by Laura Lollipop. Oh, well, see, that's dumb. I'm just trying to think of words that sound like your name. Not only so. was it dumb, but she, unlike you, was persistent. Oh, okay, that's too much. She was convinced you'd come up with something great. And I was like, well, the thing is, no. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, no, okay, fine. That's cool. Let's, Partly let's... just people in the South were like, could you fucking stop it with the Polish name, please? Could we get rid of that? Is that so? I didn't meet nearly as many people of Polish descent when I lived in the the south as i do here i guess not i guess not they're all in the north midwest um wisconsin for example yep so kind of goes with what you're all about being very polish. All about. yep you're so polish laura yeah, i'm so polish that's yeah. me yeah are you having I'm so a decent polish, but i'm like half polish even <laughs> are you half polish i suppose yeah because my dad was polish i think both his parents were polish so okay yeah, like Polish immigrants? Mm, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Both of my grandparents on my dad's side are dead, and so is he. So I can't really ask a lot of clarifying questions. Did you know them very well or no? Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I knew them. We didn't visit my dad's parents nearly as much as we did my mom's. We spent way more time with my mom's family. But... Yeah, that's kind of the opposite of me. We would end up going to Mumbai, and my mom's parents lived there. Mm. We'd spend like the first couple of days in Mumbai and then go out to Gujarat to spend like weeks on end in boring Nowhereville with like my dad's parents uh -huh. and then be back in Mumbai for our flight back. So it was just kind of like bookending. I, they're both, they were both good sets of grandparents, but it was just like, wow, I really spent way more time with, with one set than the other just because of that logistically, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of travel to India, before I go to India, you get a lot of vaccines. You get like oh, yeah. malaria, I get you get typhoid, you get hep 
C, I believe. Do they put you on antibiotics too? Just like, hey, why don't you just start these just in case? Or do they like give you an emergency supply? I think you can get the emergency supply if that's necessary. But I, I don't remember ever just taking antibiotics out of the box. Like, hey, I'm here. Let's start to... Uh, but malaria pills are like that though. You take the pills okay. and they're giant and they don't taste good as far as I recall. No, thank you. But you I get... Malaria, thanks. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> probably not <laughs> yeah, maybe not but like you get eaten alive in some of the rural just yeah. India places you gotta sleep with the nets mosquito nets yeah I was reading an article recently about like a fancy hotel in India where even in your hotel room you had to zip yourself in oh really yeah, yeah I was like, they come in through the windows and stuff well basically the the mosquitoes being smart and wanting to be near humans realized, hey, this long, giant, huge box holds tons of humans at all times. So maybe we should start living in there. Ah. But they started like breeding in like the plants in the lobby and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's, they're so pervasive. Mosquitoes are the worst. They are. If I could get <laughs> one creature on earth, it might be mosquitoes. Me too. And I would say that even if I knew that that was like a butterfly wing flapping in the breeze situation that would bring an end to civilization. I would still hold steady with that boat. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, the bees are all dying, so we have to create robot bees, but we got way too many mosquitoes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nuts. So um, You've gotten vaccinated for trips to India before. Yeah, so lots of, lots, lots of them. Um, what do you name off the top of your head? Let's just like, what have you been vaccinated against? Oh, or for like a trip or just whatever. General, like well, in I'm my sure. I mean, I'm sure I've gotten a polio vaccine. I'm sure measles, mumps, tetanus, diphtheria. Yep. Yep. Okay. You know, the, you, you get a lot, right? When you're born or like thereabouts. Yep. Yep. It's pretty common. Yeah. So, I mean, I was actually, uh, so let's just say we're, we're on the cusp of there being a COVID-19 vaccine available. In, yep. We're, we're cusping. We're cusping. It's, I think it's available in England already, and it's already available in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and the FDA just approved it today, I believe. I think here. that's right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I obviously plan on getting it. Yes. Same. Yeah. I just had a COVID test last week, last Saturday, and I, I hated it so much. Yeah, they're not fun, it turns out. Yeah. And I know, like, some people in their jobs, they've got to get them weekly, monthly. Yep. You yep. just get these swabs up in your sinuses for five seconds at a time. It seemed like, it seemed like an eternity, honestly. Yes, it does. It's horrible. It's horrible. And, and even after she pulled it out, I was like closed eyes. Like my eyes are watering. Totally. Mm -hmm, same. And I'm like, are you done? Are you done? And she's, she's done. She's been done for like four seconds, but. Right. Totally. The first I, time it didn't hurt as bad. Like I was, I think partly because I was even more scared and so I was really shut down. So I think that's part of why I was able to endure it slightly better. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, they're not real fun, but I'd rather do that than have COVID. 
No, no doubt. And I have a, yeah, and part of my problem is that my nose is fucked up because they always ask, every, every nose person is like, hey, have you ever broken your nose? And I'm like, no, it's just like that. That's how it is. <laughs> nice. It, I don't know, deviated stuff. You can say yes, and you don't want to know how, and then just stare them down until they, until they look away. Laura, Wisconsin, that's a good tip. Yep. So good that sounds. You're welcome, Syria. <laughs> so um, here, you know about Parlor? I I do not a whole lot. I find okay. it like the word Parlor in and of itself being now tied to some kind of like right wing extremist like Sucks. Facebook. I think is so weird because the word Parlor when someone says that you're that person's either like. 90 and slash or like some rich eccentric weirdo yeah would you like to meet in the parlor yeah for the uh, for a drink or whatever yeah um, salon in the parlor i don't know it just ugh. but they um they spelled it wrong for their name so that's it's good um <laughs> you, <go>. you know <laughs> uh, so i keep up with the nut jobs on parlor via reddit and okay. Uh, just been doing some reading on what they think about this upcoming vaccine. Um, lot Let me, not- can I take a quick guess? Uh, yeah. I think they cannot wait. Well, here's what Hollywood <laughs> star Kevin Sorbo had Ooh. to say on Parlor. That's a famous person? Yeah, he played Hercules. He's like a big dumb meathead um, actor in Hollywood. I think he's it's so weird so there's side note there's like a lot of actors that you're i'm just completely shocked at like their twitter content where it's like what the fuck john voight like what are you what are you fucking saying uh but so this is kevin sorbo um i am not required to abstain from human contact for you i refuse to participate in quarantine life until there's an unsafe untested vaccine released in 18 months I refuse to receive a vaccine to make others feel more safe. That's my sovereign right to choose. If you're convinced the vaccine is safe and effective, you can get it yourself. Some of you are allowing fear and policies devoid of scientifically accurate data to destroy the country you live in and ruin your life. We have a constitutional right to take risks. Life is full of bacteria and viruses, many of which spread before symptoms manifest and after they subside. We have a sovereign right to receive or refuse vaccines. The data was inaccurate at best, purposely overblown to justify government overreaction at worst. Stop allowing the government to destroy the food supply, small businesses, medical autonomy, access to healthcare, mass gatherings, privacy rights, and our mental health and freedom. Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to find, no, it's airtight. It's airtight. I can't, I can't argue with that. That's it just, is so fucked. We're so fucked. Mike drop. Mike Voigt. Is that his name? <laughs> John Voigt? You know, John. Well, this is Kevin Sorbo. Let's not attribute it to the wrong nut job. All right. All right. So that was Kirk Cameron. Yeah, it was Kirk Cameron saying that. Yeah. Scott well, Mayo is also a nut job. Yeah. Uh, but you know, John Voigt, famous 70s actor, right? He's, he's been in a ton yeah. of stuff. You've heard the name, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Is isn't he what's her name's dad? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm yeah, I think he's got a daughter of some kind. Actress. That's famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
believe. Oh, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Kind of delved further into celebrity. This is the celebrity episode. I love that. That's what it's called. Neil and I are both so hip to celebrity gossip. So if you look at John Voight's Twitter, which you're not going to, and that's fine. Um, it's he's horrible. Chuck Woolery, the ho- the host of Love Connection and some other games, fucking crazy man, off the rails, which is right wing. Yep, insanity. Yeah, and people read and listen to these people. So Kevin Sorbo is apparently like a star on Parlor. So that's why I read that, and um, you know I saw I saw a lot of sentiments echoing that. It's about personal rights. Um, what say you to that? Well, I mean, I think it's a, my sovereign right to tell that guy to suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. I don't understand in any way this, this is my sovereign right to choose my choice for choosing to not live in fear choice. I don't even know what the fuck these people are talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I've been feeling very grouchy the last couple of days because I feel like this is, we've now in this amount of time seen my birthday pass in April, then my anniversary pass in September, and then my wife's birthday just passed in December. And it just, it really kind of puts a fine point on it, like how little has changed and how much worse things have actually gotten. And so to know that we're as in this as deep as we are and things have gotten as bad as they have, basically unfolding the exact way that, um, you know, smart people like epidemiologists have been saying all along, how are you still at this point where you're like, I get to go into Best Buy without a mask because of my sovereignty? I don't get it. Like, I'm just past the point of being able to like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess he's just like, we're free to get viruses and bacteria because they exist. And so do we. And I'm just, yeah, I, I don't, they're not, it's nonsense, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it absolutely is. I don't know enough about like viruses and bacteria to be able to say like, oh, well, if you believe that, then it would carry over to this. But I guess it means you would just buy like a pound of raw beef and then just sit in your car and eat it. I think that's what Jordan Peterson did. You know him? I don't. Every time someone says his name, I think of the new kids on the block. And I'm like, no, that's not him. (laughs) Oh, no. He is a right-wing psychology professor from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Um, a That's lot of right. me- men's rights activists and and incel culture are really into really into him. Uh, I believe he had a raw beef only diet for some time. Well, I mean, it's his right to get listeria. I mean, that is his sovereign right as a Canadian. It just... It's- <laughs> actually in canada you don't have that right they don't have the same constitution we have laura i think when you look at a map of covid19 spread that includes canada and the united states it's just jaw-dropping the difference between these two countries i haven't looked at that but i saw a very red map of the united states that just shows uncontrolled spread in all states except hawaii right. yeah and then in canada it is not like that yes they have problems but they have managed to keep it from spreading like 
crazy fucking wildfire throughout the country. Well, here's the thing. Like, so we, we tend to, in the Western world, idolize Sweden for some of their uh, breakthroughs in social science, let's say, and, and stuff. And they really fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're even saying like, oh, you know what? Maybe let's stop doing this because look at all these people dying. And they have a much smaller population than we do. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel very, very like, I don't know how we come back from this type thing. But the one thing I do know is despite the fact that I have my reservations and concerns about the pharmaceutical industry, because how could you not? The idea of balking at this vaccine seems crazy to me. And I find it really surprising and weird, but also I guess it makes sense that the same people who are like, I fucking refuse to take any fucking precautions are the same people who are like, and I'm not getting a vaccine. Right. I feel like if you were like, I'm not getting the vaccine, you'd be like, I'm wearing this mask and I'm staying away from people because you can't put poison in my body. You'd want to do one or the other. But they're not into either. Yeah. They just don't want to do anything. They don't want to change. Oh, the psychology behind it all, I just find exhausting. It's a, is it a change of behavior thing that they're angry about? Like, oh, I got to remember to do this extra thing and I'm such a simpleton dumbass that I'm not going to be able to do that? Or I don't know. I think one of the things I keep coming back to is that this is all just the manifestation of denial that that things are changing, that, you know, goalposts in life have shifted, that life expectancy and the amount of tumultuousness one might experience in their lifetime has changed. The power dynamic is shifting. The color of this country is changing. Like all of these things, like the age range is changing. Old white people are dying. Younger people are not racist, dumb fucks who worship the police. And so like all this stuff that's changing I, it doesn't surprise me too much that like Susie Suburbs is like, oh my God, I better save the kids from for QAnon and you know this vaccine is just something that they're trying to use to divide us against Trump. Like I I don't I guess I don't see it as that far of a leap now. <laughs> I'm like oh okay, like you were so uh, you were almost completely unmoored to begin with, and then you just found something to hold on to that confirms your beliefs that you're that you and who your place in this world is is not changing interesting that's an interest yeah and it's a it's just a big confluence of like if we had one or the other like covid but it was maybe 10 years ago i i don't know i don't know if we would have had like the crazy uh right-wing response to a virus even 10 years ago i'm not sure though i i really don't know at this point no either but i do think that you know it sucks because i personally feel like the federal response to this is abysmal shameful and disgusting and not just on president trump's part and as much as i think he is a complete abysmal piece of shit like i have not seen federal leadership at all i mean even if you look at like like the state house and in Senate in the state of Michigan, those fucking idiots are still meeting in person. There are no mask mandates. Like yeah. Rudy Giuliani was there the other day, giving everyone COVID like at Lansing state Capitol. Oh yeah. 
if that's what you see the people who are quote unquote in charge doing and acting like, how on earth are you supposed to be like, I'm going to change my life though? Yeah. I mean, I think even the most simple of messaging could, you know, could, could help. If fucking asshole dumb tr Trump from the beginning had made masks a big deal, that'd be great. But it also would have been great if Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell had done it. If Chuck Schumer had done it, you know, like. Yeah, well, yes, yes. And uh, I mean, people who would vote for Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi were already like in on it and were like, okay, I'm down to like protect people. But I guess, but I don't think I they think it takes like major right wing people to, to convince right wing people to, to do things. And then even then, and even then, like the governor of fucking West Virginia, Jim Justice, uh, yeah. did, a, did a big fucking sermon online about guys, we gotta, we gotta turn this around. We really gotta, we gotta take this science seriously. And we gotta put, we gotta put, you put away our, put away our, our, our negativity and whatever the fuck he said, put on, you know, we start wearing the masks, God damn it. And then, but he did it like a month ago and it was like, what the fuck? And like, even then, I don't think the people that we need to change their minds are going to give a shit. Do you think the rural folks of West Virginia think, you know, I don't give a shit about Governor Jim Justice, even though he's a fucking right-wing lunatic. Right. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter until, like, people you know and care about start dying. I mean, yeah, it's really, it's very... It's people on their deathbeds. These people were denying it, and on their deathbeds, they're like, oh, I wish you'd take it more seriously now. Good night. Sweet Prince, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dead. Yeah, it's insane. It's what? insane. What the fuck? I, I just feel like in a public health situation, the people who are in charge, and I don't just mean public health officials, I mean all government officials, because they their main job is transparency and then really solid clear messaging as much as you can. I mean, I remember very early on, like this girl I went to high school with posting something about, first they said COVID was this, now they say it's that. First they said, you know, basically saying like, they've been saying everything about it, who knows? And I was like, dumb bitch, that's called discovery of new information. This is a new virus. Like, yeah. you're right, you're right. They did think that and now they think this, but it's not because they just are, oh, these scientists, when they're on their period, they change their minds. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like that voter base that will just flip-flop based on a dime, like, based on what their dear leader says is right or wrong. Like, th I I, and they have the mentality that everybody else is doing that, or is, you know how, like, you know the projection, the GOP projection of like, oh, well, this, the election is being stolen by the Democrats when in fact they're doing like a ton of voter suppression. Right, yeah. I think they just have this thought that the other side is doing that shit too and it wants, wants to fuck them over as hard as they want to fuck over the left, I guess. And it's just like, this is, that's not right. It's not even correct. Right. I mean, it, I mean, yes. I think the bad 
the bad news is we are now in a place where your political opponent isn't your opponent, it is your enemy. And so to vanquish an enemy, you don't have to follow the rules. If, if what you're doing is vanquishing an enemy, then even if that means having to go around the law or above or below the law, Extra it's fine yourself. because yeah. you're doing the right thing. You're, you're noble. This is something I was actually talking to my therapist about yesterday because I've been having a hard time with like the fact that so many of the things right now, like the people who are, you know, like talking about like, I can go, I can do whatever I want. I'm not living in fear. Like that's basically like selfish prick behavior masked as some kind of like self-actualization, you know? And so this, this idea, and that's just one example of many things, like even with like racism, for instance, and Trump and the police, you know, well, I support law and order. That's what, you know, so in other words, I have this noble cause that I care about. And really what I care about is the subjugation of black and brown people. Right. You know, but I have this, like the air I'm able to put forth for my cause makes it seem like I'm doing something noble. I mean, fuck, even QAnon, they're saving children from... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all this like, I'm doing a good thing. Abortion. I care about unborn fetuses. No, you care about punishing women for having sex, basically. Right. But Um, if what you think you're against is something so evil that it must be stopped, then anything you do is is exalted, even if that's killing an abortion doctor in their driveway. Agreed. And I was actually looking for more like fucking parlor examples of people with their righteous talk where it's like, we will take it to the streets with our pitchforks and torches and we shall storm the Capitol and behead the governor. You know, that kind of shit. Like that shit is all over the place. It's so nuts. And I don't know how much of it is bots and how much of it is not bots, but yeah. it's still crazy that it's out there. You know, um, the way you create terrorists is you make sure that people can't meet their basic needs and that they feel like the people in charge are not only oblivious to them but against them you know and that's exactly where we are right now like all this stuff with like governor whitmer almost being kidnapped and this crazy shit none of that surprises me very much and not because i want that to be happening but because when incoming inequality is as horribly bad as it is like in this country and on top of that we're watching people in charge making no effort to make the lives of the regular people who live here any better. They could do that in a fucking snap of their fingers. Do you think the QAnon people and the people who like participate in like, oh, I'm going to the Capitol with my AK-47 or whatever because it's my right. Those aren't poor people. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure if it's, if it has, there probably is some kind of socioeconomic crossover. A lot of, I think a lot of your militia people and stuff are probably not living in like that mansion that those two people were in front of their guns with. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. And that's actually the couple that I thought of when I yeah. said, right when I said that, but um, no, but they've got money to spend on nice guns. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I think it really has more to do with white identity than it does to do with socioeconomic status. So I think this is something that actually divides that, that, that socioeconomic divide might go away a little bit 
for people on that side. That's what I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. it's more of a white ethno state kind of thing, yeah. regardless of who you are. If you believe that, I mean, not regardless of who you are. I couldn't join, but you you could. Um, like I guess I could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'd be like, I'm a 16 year old boy. Please teach me the ways of the superior. Yeah, they, <laughs> you could pass for that. That would be perfect. And then infiltrate them. I'm a Trump youth. Yeah. So I was reading about um, the polio vaccine a little oh. bit. And uh, so right after World War II, um, the two most feared things by Americans were polio and nuclear war. So. Okay. The race was on to to come up with a vaccine, much in in this in our in our case now. Um, so there are two competing scientists, Jonas Salk and um, Sabin, something Albert Sabin, a Polish-born virologist. Who um, so Salk had the idea to do a killed virus vaccine, which is it's taking the polio, it's dead. Uh, by use of formaldehyde and that's injected and that tricks the body into creating the polio antibodies the yeah. the uh opponent uh sabin's virus was an oral virus or a oral vaccine um with a live virus not a killed virus um that one took longer to develop but ended up being the main one just because it was um more easily takeable mm. orally but um so jonas salk didn't patent his vaccine for polio um got a bunch of stars behind it essentially mickey rooney it says here everybody from mickey rooney to mickey mouse it's just written in this dumb style um but they had poster children for the uh, for the vaccine. Um, that's how the March of Dimes Foundation got started. It was actually the polio vaccine was funded by what was originally called the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, later renamed March of Dimes Foundation. That was started by FDR. Hmm. Um, obviously, he has he had polio. That's true. It was. Um, disabled from the waist down i guess or his legs at least um salk tested the vaccine on himself and his family this is back when um his rival sabin called salk a uh, i think he said he called him like a kitchen uh, a kitchen counter <laughs> alchemist or some shit like that where people were just like making shit at home <laughs> like wild wild so they started vaccinating kids in like april of 54 mm. end of april 54 six-year-old randy kerr was injected with the salk vaccine at the franklin sherman elementary school in mclean virginia by the end of June that year, an unprecedented 1.8 million people, including hundreds of thousands of school children, joined him in becoming polio pioneers. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't, I, 
I hope we get at least that amount of people. Participation. But I think it was Fauci said we need like 75% of people to be vaccinated for this to work. I'm just amazed they got that many vaccinations done in like a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like if there's a will, there's a way. And that yeah. if the federal government like formulates a plan um, that you can actually make a difference and save people's lives. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Why yeah. learn from history? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But so, I mean, back to trusting the government, they trusted the government more, maybe? Yeah, I think that that's probably true, is my guess. I mean, this was right after the war, right? Yeah, they didn't start inoculating till 1954, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that it, that you probably would have found a higher rate of trust in the government back then. FDR, world, you know, like the World War, like coming together. Yeah. Were, it was very... It was already in their veins to do something. On the flags sort of mentality that doesn't really exist now has been shredded so, for a long time. Well, yeah, because back then everybody was like, oh, my job is no longer a software developer for whatever the fuck I'm doing. My job is a software developer for DARPA, you know? That's what it would be. Like everybody's jobs just converted over to the war effort. Right. You know? Now you'd be training dogs to sniff out missiles or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I did do anything for the military, that would be kind of fun to train. I could do that. I mean, I literally think that's how the economy went. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things, and I was thinking about this because back when we, I think it was the last episode we did when we were together in real life before all this. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about that, how like, this was Trump's opportunity to, to actually solidify not only his victory, like to win the next election, but to bring the country together and to have like a World War II type moment, you know, get the Defense Production Act, getting people to yeah. work, getting the shit made that we needed to be made, coming up with some national strategies that could unite people. And none of that, of course, has happened. And here we are this many months later and seeing uh, just exhaustingly high death tolls. And I just feel so just, my therapist doesn't need to focus on what I can control, which is such a, you know, such a cliche thing, but also very true, but. Well, my therapist has told me that hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm I, like, God damn it, therapist. I do find that that is helpful, but I also, I'm just like, I just have such little faith in people. And I'm the type of person who, I mean, as cynical as I am, I'm always like, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. You have to figure out how you find common ground with people. Like this is a, like, we're never going to succeed by continually like dividing up the population more and more into subsets, because this is just, it's supposed to be the United States of America. I feel like it, I'm not a very patriotic person, but I don't think that would be that hard of a message to make. Like, Hey, United States of America, we're supposed to be in this together. Like you could totally get some kind of national momentum around Well, it. I mean, I feel like Democrats do that already where it's just like, but like how much rah 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 can you do? Like, I mean, you can be the most patriotic fucking like American on earth. It's just such a more cynical time 
I'm not even talking about rah rah rying. I'm like, do fucking something. Like, oh. show us through your actions that yeah, like yeah, yeah. unite this country. That's how like, you do it. But like what? Wear a wear a, a mask with a flag on it or something. No, like set up universal um, basic income. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. The insurmountable goals that we can't get done because yeah. Congress is fucking sh- okay. Yeah, That's I think they could literally uni- unite the country. Okay. Well, that ain't happening. So I'm happen. sorry, Laura. I know. I know. I'm a fool with pie in the sky ideas. It, it's weird because it's worked in so many other industrialized countries, but I see how it couldn't work here. We got so fucking lucky, dude, like with a couple of presidents, but otherwise our like federal leadership has been garbage, I think, over time, over yeah. like the last hundred years. We got like lucky. Yep. We got FDR. We got LBJ ran through some shit, but then that's it. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bleak, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least we're not Sweden. Well. Well. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. How about we wrap this up, huh? I, I think we solved all the problems, though. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, personally, I'll be sending an exact word-for-word transcript of this episode to Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. There's stuff to be learned in this episode from this episode. I think this is a pretty good episode. That's right, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. That's what, that's what, what, yeah, take that from Syria and Laura, Wisconsin. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I'll All right. Hang soon. in there. Yeah, you too. Cool society. <laughs> cool society. Later. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.